It's just so awesome to see you all, that you made the choice to come and get in God's presence and be a part of this. So give yourselves a hand for being here, because I know it takes, it takes some work to get here, get everything done. I can think of, you know, when I go to pack for a trip or something, and we're going to be gone for a while, a week, three, four days, it's so much easier to just say, oh, the heck with it. I'll stay home and take care of everything than it is to figure it out. So I totally understand that it it's takes something to get here. So I just appreciate you all being here. And thank you to all the ladies who did all the hard work and stayed up so late to make this happen. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate you so much. So here we are at beautiful 2018. Beautiful. What's that word mean? Beautiful. What's that word mean? It's not pretty. I suppose if you depends on which dictionary you go to, you know, like the urban dictionary, which I just heard today is that now the in thing. I, apparently Webster's not relevant anymore, which that's weird, but I think I'll still go with Webster's. But, so one of the definitions of beautiful is extraordinary of its kind, marvelous in thought and speech. And the part I want to touch on, well, I'm going to touch on all of it, but I want to emphasize this thought and speech. And as we are um, passionately pursuing God, seeking uh, permission uh, to pursue God's wills and, and ways for our lives. I want us to think about our thought life and our speech life and ask ourselves, how marvelous is it? Who, you know, are we speaking his word? Are we, are we saying what God says? Are we speaking God's word? Are we speaking God's uh, life? Are we living his life? Are we saying to ourselves who God says we are? Or are we just saying what comes to mind, right? We have to believe who God says we are. We must see who God says we are. And we're not supposed to be ordinary. He made us extraordinary. He made us unique. He made us marvelous. So what is it that we're thinking and speaking? Because those two, you can't separate them. They're tied to each other. What you think is what you're going to speak. You can try, I know Tom's tried it with us before, where you think something, whether it's counting, and then you try to say something else, and you can't. You concentrate on what you're saying. You're not concentrating on what you're thinking. So you can't um, separate them. So the thing I wanted to talk about is um, when we're uh, seeking out his will for our life, and the way of doing God life, and it's all tied to the Word. So if you look, I just, it's just a little illustration. So we have the, this little bag represents God's will for our life, okay? And you find it, it fits inside of His ways for our life, and it all fits into the Word of God for our life. But these are awful small. It's a very small scale. So imagine with me if these were life-size bags. Because when we look for God's will in our life, it's easier to see it 
when you look at the bigger scale because the ways of God are bigger, but the word of God is huge. And of course, that's the foundation. And so the bigger that that word is in our life, the easier it is to find his ways and his will for our life, right? So John 8, um, 32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We need to know God's truth. What does know mean? It means to recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess. What are we confessing, ladies? Does your confession resemble what God says? Can you recognize the truth, God's truth, in what you're saying? Does our confession acknowledge his thoughts, his sayings? Does what we speak grant access to his purpose? Our confessions need to line up with his word, his way, and his will. To acknowledge means to give permission to speak. So when we're acknowledging God, we're giving him the last word. He has the last word in our life. So it's like a press conference. You go to a press conference or you see press conferences on TV. I guess that's where the only place I see them. But there's this room full of people, this room full of voices. And, of course, they always say, okay, anybody got questions? And, of course, everybody's hand go up, and they all start talking at one time. But it's only the person that is acknowledged that has the permission to actually speak and, and get their question heard. So in our um, looking for permission to pursue God's will in ways, we need to make sure to, that we are letting God have the last word in our life. Let's look at the story of Abraham and Sarah. <clears throat> so Sarah thought she knew the will of God for her life. Told her she was going to have lots of children. You know, he said... Um, that uh, count the number, uh, count the stars, you know, the, the number of sand. So, you know, you're going to have lots and lots of children. And she's thinking, but, oh, Jesus, I'm so old, you know. So she thought that um, she would take uh, things into her own hand. She, she was seeing the prophetic future for their lives um, that God had showed her. But she thought, okay. I'm going to take it into my own hands. Let's see if I can get the will, the ways of God for. So she goes to her husband and talks him into going and laying with her, her, her maid, which then, kind of like a woman, you know, you think about it. Then a couple months later, she gets mad at the maid <laughs> for what she told her husband and her to do. It's like, okay, can we not? So anyway, ends up with a big mess, right? Ends up with a big mess. Why? Because Sarah tried to use somebody else to fulfill God's um, will for her life. Had she been smart enough to stop and get permission to pursue Sue, things would have been a heck of a lot different, right? So she, you know, common sense, God wants me happy. She's thinking, God wants me happy. God wants me to be fruitful. God wants me to have lots of children. But she tried to get the will of God to produce her way, and through somebody else. And that's not God's way. God will always produce his will through you, and he he will produce his ways. It's the word, it's his word, that will help me recognize if it's God's way or my way. Because we all know that God's ways and our ways are not the same, right? 
His ways are so much higher than our ways, so much higher and so much better, right? So much better. When you think about it, his ways are so much better. We think that we have it all figured out, and we think, oh, yeah, we'll do it my way, and it'll be perfect. It never turns out that way. His ways are so much better. It's a word that's going to speak and give us permission and tell, tell us, this is the way, walking in it when I go to the left or the right. We need to trust him. We need to trust his word. What would happen if we as women were seeking permission to pursue and, in, and instead of um, pursuing in our own ways, it, you know, we, we seek that permission and we go to figure it out on our own, and then we expect God to kind of magically correct the outcome? Yeah, it doesn't work, work that way. A lot of us anticipate the will of God without living in the ways of God, and it's because we don't recognize the, the Word of God and acknowledge it. We need, need to take some time to learn to get better and better at recognizing His way and acknowledging or letting him speak and allowing um, his ways, so admitting and confessing, agreeing with God. We need to speak it. We need to speak it out. We need our ears to hear what we're saying. We, you can't just think it and expect it to sink in real good. You've got to speak it so that our ears can hear it. There are times that common sense says to do a certain thing this way or that way, but we need to stop ourselves and say, Nope. Is this lining up with God's word? Is this saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, right, when we turn to the right or the left? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord God with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. This is the process that we need to use on a daily basis, is acknowledging him in all of our ways, because we all know that the world is larger than life, and it bombards us every day, right? There's just no way of getting past God's, or the, not getting past the world and everything that's, that's in it. We can all get caught up in life, and for me personally, I found, I, I guess I've always been an early riser, and so for me, that's the perfect time to spend my God time and heaven forbid anybody decides they need to wake up early and interrupt that, you know, which on occasion my husband has done. There, I can remember one time not too long ago I was out there, and, and uh, I do all sorts of things and when, around the house when it's just quiet. You know, I sneak around while everybody's sleeping and be quiet. But I always have something playing in, on my earphones or something like that, hearing God's word or listening to podcasts or something like that, and I can remember, I, I must have been ironing or something I hate to do, but I do it. So listening to something, and all of a sudden, Tom comes around the corner and just scares the bejeebsies out of me. It's like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, what are you doing up? No, this is not your time. This is God's time. Go back to bed. <laughs> so, so heaven forbid that he ever do that again. But anyway, but I just, for me... I cannot fathom starting a day without being with God first. And I, there, there have been times, believe me, there have been times that that has happened. And 
because sometimes life just does take over and you have to get up early for a, a catch a plane or you have to, you know, a kid is sick or, you know, work calls or something. Yes, life does happen. But if you have, if you have it in your routine that, and you're there every day, then you feel it when you're not, right? You feel it when you're not. And for me, if I'm not, then, then the day just, it just seems icky. Not that I can't be happy or I can't have a successful day, but it just seems off. And that's just for me. Not everybody is the same way, but that's just for me. I need that God time in the morning. People ask me about, because um, I have the horses, and so they ask me, tell me, oh, it must be a bummer to clean out the stalls and stuff like that. And no, doesn't matter what time of day it is, me and mucking out stalls, that's God time. Because it's just me and all of his creation and the best parts of his creation out there, you know. <laughs> and it's just me and him, and it's the best time. So that's just me. So we're extraordinary. God made us extraordinary of our kind. Ordinary is when we take an idea that sounds right, but we pursue it totally outside of God's ways. And then we're confused when what we do doesn't produce what God's promised us, right? It's because by the time we get there, it there nobody can recognize it's the will of God because we've messed it so totally up. Like Abraham and Sarah. They, it didn't work because they went at it their way. All the promises God has for us are yes and amen, but we still have to do things God's way. We just can't, you just can't grab those promises. You've got to do, get it his way. We still have to trust him and not try to be him. We must acknowledge him in all of our ways. Let his word speak. Let his word be the final word. It's the word of God that gets us to the ways of God where we'll collide with the will of God. That word of God is pregnant with all the thoughts of God's. His thoughts tell us his ways, and it will cause us to see that image, which is the will of God. A lot of times we get that picture, that glimpse, that prophetic future for our life, and we run off, and we produce something our own way. And then we get frustrated because we think, Mm, God doesn't hold up on his end of the deal. He, doesn't, he didn't come through on his promises. Nope, we just didn't acknowledge him in all of our ways. So let's look to God for our permission to pursue his will and his ways. We're going to have dreams and we're going to have visions. And we have that prophetic future, but we need to find out from God. We need to get his permission to pursue his will and his ways and I think when we do that, it comes by getting into that word of God and changing our thoughts and our speech. A lot of times, um, what we, the things that we think that are taking us to what God's talking about actually take us away from it. We need to um, have that, um, we need the uncommon sense, not just common sense, but we need uncommon sense, extraordinary, because God life is beautiful. God's life is beautiful. It's extraordinary. It's marvelous, especially if that's what our thoughts and our speech are. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Line, 
hear your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, health and healing to all your flesh. It's life. God's word is life. We need to be paying attention to what God is saying. We need to be repeating it. His word is so full of life. You know, I think about just the things that we speak, that we speak out. God's word. If, you do, if we're not in it, I don't know. I just can't emphasize enough getting into God's word. And, of course, Proverbs is full of verses that deal with how we speak, our tongue, our thought life, our, our, um, our speech. Proverbs 15.4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. It's life-giving. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21, this is a, everybody knows this one, right? Death and life are in the power of your tongue. If we choose, we choose if we're giving life or death. You know, you can see it when you speak to your children. Even in the tone of your voice, you can see it immediately, what you say to them by the, by the reactions on their faces. Is that life-giving or maybe not so much life-giving? So um, in, in the Hebrew, the word mouth, um, one of the meanings is edge. And so, and it, you know, it talks about the tongue being a two-edged, or that's, anyway. Um, so our mouth is sharp. Our tongue is sharp. So you put that, at, like you take a, a surgeon, for instance, and you put a knife in the hands of a surgeon who's had all the training and years of schooling, and you get life produced out of that. You put that same sharp instrument into somebody else's hands, yeah, probably not so much life might come out of that instant. So you, we, you know, we need that practice and getting in God's Word every single day so that we know what is coming out of our uh, mouth. It was interesting, even as I was going... Um, reading today's Proverbs of the day, so it was um, five, and I think it's verse one. In the Passion Translation, it says, Listen to me, my son, for I know what I'm talking about. Listen carefully to my advice, so that wisdom and discernment will enter your heart, and the words you speak will express what you've learned. We've got to get in his word. First John 5, 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence I have in him. Confidence is the ability to speak boldly. So this is the confidence I have in him to boldly say, we need confidence, lady, to boldly speak his word. Because you're not responsible for every thought that goes through your head, just the ones that hang out there, especially if they're not lining up with God's word, right? So be diligent in speaking God's word. Don't be slothful. Don't be lazy. Be diligent. Our identity and worth are found in God's word. That's the only place that we can go to as women, as men, as women. We need to go to God's word for our worth and our identity. Um, when it comes to conferences and stuff like that, the enemy has a heyday with my mind. Well, he thinks he wants to have a heyday with my mind. And so, you know, there's always these thoughts that come in. Yeah, nobody wants to hear what you say. Yeah, nobody's going to show up. Yeah, you know, it, 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 I know that all of us 
in every situation in our life, have these thoughts, these negative thoughts that come to our head to try to tell us that eh, it's not God's way. But you got to get in God's word. So my scriptures, Philippians 2.5, I have the mind of Christ. If I have the mind of Christ, then I know his thoughts, his words are going to come out. Philippians 4.13, I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ. He has infused me with an inner strength. And then 1 John 4.17, as he is, so am I in this world. I'm a God's girl. I'm his favorite. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm a God's girl, and you are too, and you're his favorite. And he, you got to get in his word. We all know this scripture, John 3.16. Everybody knows this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe him, you give him eternal life. Jesus didn't come into this world to condemn us. I'll say that again. He did not come into this world to condemn us. And yet how many times does condemnation come out of our mouths? And not necessarily for others. But how about condemnation for ourselves? I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm not this. I'm not that. Come on. Come on. How many times does condemnation come out of our mouths? We are always, always putting ourselves down. We always compare ourselves to other. Boy, let me tell you, that's a whole nother message. Because we can't compare ourselves to one another. There's no way. God made us individuals. He made us unique. There's, there's not two people the same. One of us wouldn't be needed if two people were the same. He made us individuals. And so if we expect to be able to do things like somebody else is doing, it's not going to turn out right because you haven't heard it from God. They may have heard it for God, and so they can go and have the success in it, whereas you haven't, and you try to do it in your own way, and it's just not going to come out the right way. So God loves us just the way we are. He made us. He made us perfectly just the way we are. He knew where, we'd be, where we would be today. He knew where we'd be in our life spectrum, what jobs we would have, what kids we would have. And he loved us so much that he called all of us into the ministry. Each and every one of you are called into the ministry. 1 Timothy 1.12, we are all called into the ministry. He counted you faithful. Think about that. He knew before you were formed and he counted you faithful to be called into the ministry. So wherever you are in life right now, there's a purpose for it. You are called to make an impact in this world. And it might not be what you have had pictured for your life. It may not even be what you want for your life. But in this moment right now, God has a purpose for your life where you're at, and he wants you to make an impact. And the only way you can make that godly impact is if you're speaking his godly words. You know, our words, every word we speak goes out with an assignment. You may not think about it when you speak it, but it goes out with an assignment. It makes you kind of think a little bit about how you speak 
even when you think nobody's listening, you know, or you're talking about your neighbor that might not be a nice neighbor. But whatever it is that you're saying goes out with an assignment. And we need to make sure that those are assignments, our God assignments, not our assignments. We need to speak life. And his word doesn't return void, and it doesn't ever fail. It will always accomplish the purpose that it was set forth to accomplish. You know, <clears throat> I'll try not to cry here, but when Aniston was born, I don't know, something about grad kids. Everybody told me grandkids was going to change her life. <laughs> she sure has, let me tell you. But dang, it just makes you think about what you say. And I don't know if I, I mean, I spoke the, God's word for the boys all the time. Re, you know, read the Bible and speak God's word and stuff like that. But I don't know why I think it's more, um, I don't know the right word, impactful or something right now, but I want to make sure that that little girl grows up and will change this world. And it all starts with the words she hears, because right now she believes everything. I mean, God made her beautiful and perfect and, and everything, and so I don't want to be the one to put that that self-doubt in, in her mind or the thought that, you know, she's not pretty enough or that God's not going to use her or anything because he will. And she right now, right now, she believes it. You know, Tom has always used this illustration. So take Aniston, and if she was born in France, she would speak, grow up learning French, right? And in Mexico, Spanish, and whatever country she's born in, she, was know, she would know that language. So if her mom decided right now to teach her all these languages, she could learn them. Well, why do we put such a limitation on us? You know, that we, we can't learn all of God's will and ways for our life. And so... It all starts with the word and how we speak. Who does God say you are? In his word, who does God say you are? You are chosen. You are loved. You are strong. You are called. You are, ladies. You are God's girls. Mark eleven twenty three and 24 says, Your faith can move mountains. Simply believe and speak. Simply believe and speak. So as we passionately pursue God's will for our lives, finding out his way for our lives, let's continue to get into that word and let that word change our thoughts and our, and our speech so that we can do mighty things for God. Amen. I just pray that this day that you would open your hearts and your ears, that you would, on purpose, have a purpose in your heart to just make sure that you get everything that God has for you today. Because we're, we're here for a purpose. We are here for a purpose. And it's not just to sit in a seat and warm it, make new friends, 
meet new faces, have a day off of work, have a day off of school. It's, it's so much more than that. So much more than that. God has a purpose for your life. And he, he has you here so that you get that, that new thought or that new idea, his new thought, his new idea for your life so that you can go on and make a big difference in this world. Amen.